we've grown from websites to mobile applications slowly into augmented and virtual reality where we see that it needs another approach of a user interface. Welcome to the fourth episode of the ETAP podcast. Where industry professionals give insight in the digital transformation of the maritime and logistics sector. My name is Sven Goivarts and I'm a documentation specialist for one of the largest container carriers. In this episode, we welcome Bart van Hecke, Managing Partner and UX UI Designer at Contribute Group. In 2013, he created Continuous, a 360-degree UX firm with a powerful belief in what they call enriched reality. We talk about augmented reality, UX design, and the effects that these movements are having on the transport and logistics industry. Hello, Bart. Hello. Hi, Sven. Thanks for welcoming me at your office here in Edegem. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. So, uh, can you give us the latest news in AR land? What is happening right now? What augmented reality for most people is, is uh, that you take a smartphone, you, you scan a code, like a QR code, and there's a 3D image uh, appearing on top of the code, uh, an image with which you can do all kinds of things uh, through the UI. Mm-hmm. You can think about magazines where you have an advertisement about a car. Uh, you scan the picture and there's a, a 3D car on top of the, the magazine. That is a classic way of augmented reality through uh, um, scanning a, a marker. What is new, or at least what which is uh, happening today, is that we don't really need the markers anymore. We uh, we can uh, we can have 3D images on top of any kind of surface without a marker. Uh, we through the use of SLAM, which is um, another technique, um, it's actually markerless augmented reality, which means that. We're not really dependent on any form of uh, code, QR code or, or image anymore. We can make appear 3D images anywhere on top of every every possible surface. Mm-hmm. We have um, techniques like Google's Project Tango, which is relatively new, but it's uh, gaining a lot of momentum. It's, um, it's um, getting very popular in the industry. A lot of people don't really uh, know uh, Google Tango yet, it's a, a software in the smartphone which is able to scan the room uh, to the millimeter to know exactly how the room, um, how big the room is, where the device is situated within that room. Uh, the technique it uses, therefore, is a depth, a depth camera and a 3D infrared camera. Uh, so these two techniques make it possible for the um, for the phone to be aware of the environment which it is in. Is it something you attach onto the phone or no. is it in the phone? It is in the phone. It's actually not a lot of phones. There's only one phone at this moment which has the technology. It's a, a, Len- a Lenovo phablet. Uh, but it's, it's a technology that is um, slowly coming to be introduced in a lot of mo- uh, more and more devices. Uh, it's very useful. We, very, we strongly believe in the technology. Why? Because it, it actually uh, enables the smartphone to be smart about the environment where it's in, uh, giving us the op- opportunity to place 3D objects within that environment. Mm-hmm. The same is happening with um, the HoloLens. You heard about the HoloLens? Yes. yes. Uh, I think more and more people will have heard about the HoloLens. It uses pretty much the same technique. Uh, it also has a, an a depth camera, 3D camera, 
Uh, it is also able to understand the environment it's in and also put uh, what we call, it's not really, it's 3D uh, objects, but it's actually holograms that it projects onto your lens. Mm -hmm. So these are the, in augmented reality, for us at least, the two most um, exhilarating technologies that are, are coming. Of course, there's a lot more. We are also working with computer vision or image recognition gives a lot of opportunities. But this is something that is happening uh, nowadays in augmented reality. Okay, mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah, of all the technological developments that are being thrown around as hot topics, uh, AR may be the one that fascinates me the most. Mm -hmm. And the reason for this is that I feel AR changes our everyday perception dramatically. And by that I mean the way that we look to the outside world through mm -hmm. our eyes. Correct. Uh -huh. um, the technology does this by adding a layer to the world or by re uh, revealing a layer, you could say, yeah. that is already there, but we don't see it. Yeah. Um, and this change of perception then affects the way that we engage with that world. Mm -hmm. um, to describe this process, you use the term enriched reality. And um, I want to ask, in your opinion, how does this technology make the world more rich? Yeah, enriched. Uh we have coined that term because we think it truly makes your environment richer. Uh, if you look, if we go back a little bit in history, we've seen the rise of internet and com computer. Actually, it's the rise of human-computer interaction. People have tr uh, learned to work with something which was not uh, accustomed to them, a computer. They have learned to work with a mouse. After that, 2007, the mobile revolution started. Uh, especially with the coming of the iPhone, people moved on to a, a more a touch-based uh, inter uh, interface where they have to swipe, where you have to pinch and zoom. Again, we grew accustomed to that. Now we're actually at the third wave of uh, computing, uh, which we don't really, it's also kind of a human-computer interaction, but it's more, we're growing more and more to, towards a brain-computer interaction where uh, instead of a mouse or touch, we, we go to a natural user interface where you use the hands to, or the gestures, to actually uh, uh, operate on, a, on an interface. Uh, so I think what we mean with enriched is that technology in itself is, is growing more and more um, behind the scenes. You don't really see it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still there. It's just growing a lot, a lot, a lot more smarter. And it makes it more intuitive, and in, in that case, it makes it also more enriched for us. Yes. What we mean with enriched is that technology in itself is growing more and more behind the scenes. You don't really see it anymore. And it makes it more intuitive, and it, in that case, it makes it also more enriched for us. We have been working extensively on uh, research and development. For up to two years now, we have uh, uh, done a lot of demos, a lot of proof of concepts, uh, which has resulted in a few beautiful cases uh, we're working on um, at this time. A few of them, uh, actually the most beautiful of them, are uh, they fall under NDA, which I can't really uh, say a lot about, but I can uh, talk a little bit about the uh, functionality. We're uh, adding uh, 3D um, charts uh, data charts, which are normally 2D, 
now we are putting them in a HoloLens into a 3D mode uh, where you can actually do more with the chart. You can uh, expand it, you can zoom it, you can go into the chart. Um, normally it would be um, finished by May, uh, so we're rounding it up. Uh, we're doing a demo um, for uh, a pretty large uh, harbor company, which I will not, I cannot reveal at this moment yet, um, where people um, who deal with reefers, um, I will just shortly explain what I think your listeners are, are aware of what a reefer is, but it's yeah. a cooling container, where the person who is in charge of plugging in or plugging out the reefers, he sees, um, thanks to Project Tango, he sees which reefers should be plugged in, which should be plugged out. So it's uh, momentaneously, instantly seeing on his uh, device, uh, not through a, a typical list, but just pointing his device at the reefer racks. He can see, okay, I have a job there. He goes there. He just points the, the phablet at the, the socket and uh, the phablet will tell him, the software indeed will tell him, uh, this is a job that has to be done. You have to unplug or, um, uh, or plug the, the reefer. Okay. So there's very uh, interesting cases. Uh, I could talk a lot about other demos and interesting cases that we've done, but those are the most recent uh, interesting cases we're working on right now. Cool, because because the reefer problem, I think, is a, is a quite commonly used example where yeah. a reefer arrives at a certain destination and maybe uh, it hasn't been plugged in or it's no. set to the wrong temperature. Yeah. Uh, I the, think this the is... The problem, most of the time, apparently, is that uh, the straddlers, which are the, the big uh, machines that pull up the reefers. Uh, a lot of times they pull up a reefer that is still plugged in, which gives them a lot of damage to the sockets. Oh, yeah. Or otherwise, if it's not plugged in, then there's uh, a lot of spoiled food maybe, which is in the container. Yeah. So it's, it's a problem, it's a not to be underestimated problem for which they are looking for an answer mm -hmm. uh, and for which we are uh, providing them an answer through this demo. Uh, which could work work very well. It's based on Project Tango, also on computer vision, to know exactly where a job is situated. You are now listening to the ETAP podcast. In the second part of this podcast, we discuss how AR technology fits into the larger concept of user experience design. So back in August of last year, I participated in a workshop of yours organized by Contribute Group. Mm -hmm. um, and the sessions that day, they included an introduction to AR, but also um, you gave us a, a thorough lesson in user experience design, yeah. uh, often abbreviated to UX. Um, we've been talking about AR now, but is it true that you see this technology as being only part of this larger notion of UX? Yeah. And, uh, and can you unpack that a bit? Yeah. First, I'd like to say that I remember that you were one of the best students. <laughs> no, uh, <coughs> no argument there. Now, uh, I, can, um, I can elaborate on that. I truly believe that augmented reality, virtual reality, it does, um, it houses within a, a bigger structure of uh, mm -hmm. UX. UX for me, or for a lot of people, uh, it's not just how things look. Uh, it's more about how things feel, uh, how usable the applications are. So we see that as a very wide uh, field of, of technology, of uh, how we deliver experiences to people. Mm -hmm. um, it goes through 
uh, a lot of stages we actually analyze or conceptualize uh, uh, a project, an ap uh, application to be. Uh, we design that application because we, we want that application to be as usable as possible. So UX goes f uh, far beyond just putting a, a button somewhere, putting a navigation there. That it's, it's the way people are used to using something. Mm -hmm. we've, uh, we've grown from websites to mobile applications to uh, web applications slowly into augmented and virtual reality where we see that it, it needs another approach of uh, user ex uh, interface. Mm -hmm. uh, augmented reality is it's just not only something very nice to play with, but it's the next wave of computing. We really have to look at how that next wave of computing fits within that uh, UX pattern. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still dealing with users after all. I can give you a case we're also working on. Um, 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 where you, we use Google Tango um, to actually help uh, interior decorators mm -hmm. to decorate empty spaces even before they're actually uh, they've built. been there. Well, even possible, but they're in the physical space mm -hmm. at this moment. But the physical space is empty. But the, they can use Google Tango to actually place 3D objects within that space to actually help them visualize how it would look. Yeah, yeah it from inside finished. the space, yeah. of course. And the uh, objects they place in that space are on, on true scale, so you can't resize them, it's the size you have them at, but it's the true scale, so you can actually see, for instance, um, furniture, if you want to decorate in, in an office, uh, you want to see it uh, in advance, how would it look if I position sure. it like this, position it like that, mm -hmm. those technologies offer you that pos possibility. Yeah. Also with the, f well, just with the touch of a button, you can uh, give the walls another color. You can give the floors another. Well, you can give them a, a wooden texture. You can give them a, mm -hmm. uh, a, a concrete texture. It's all possible. And that's the the good thing, the beautiful thing about uh, augmented reality. Yeah, and of course, when you speak about interior design, this is not just for, uh, let's say, consumers. This is also for businesses. If yeah. they want to redecorate, redecorate their work uh, environment or or try yeah. out a new setup I think yeah. it's very useful it's very useful because we uh, a lot of uh, let's say in, in the real estate market uh, there's a lot of uh, work and budget going into 3d uh, rendering of how something would look uh, by consequence when somebody wants to change that you have to go over the process again and change it and hand it over to the client again with augmented reality, you could do that real time. You could actually say, okay, you don't like it like this, switch, and you see another setup. With augmented reality, you could do that real time. You could actually say, okay, you don't like it like this, switch, and you see another setup. There's a little bit of work going into that because you do need 3D assets, of course. You need, you need to build something in 3D. But for example, real estate or may, uh, logistics and transports, there are already a lot of 3D files, yeah. like CAD files, like uh, FBX files that are already usable to, to use into augmented reality. And then you need like also a database of possible models that can go yeah. into the space. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you could have a list of models that are possible and you just choose from the list. And uh, mm -hmm. as soon as we have 3D models, uh, usable 3D models, we can do um, can do a whole lot of things with them. Mm -hmm. As, uh, 
Okay, so to wrap it up, um, you're invited to speak at the upcoming Digital Transformation Conference in yeah, Mechelen. True. Looking forward to that. Yeah. On the 10th of May. Um, what can people expect from your presentation there? And is there anyone else of the speakers there in particular that you would recommend us to yeah. check out? Well, in short, what I've just told you, uh, I will elaborate on with demos on, the, on, the, on the, the conference as well. We will talk about enriched reality. Uh, well, it, it'll house in a, a bigger uh, frame of what Contribute Group does because we do more than just uh, enriched reality. Uh, we do artificial intelligence, we uh, smart data, uh, chatbots. Uh, besides the, uh, uh, the, the listeners can't see me, but I'm uh, placing it within quotes besides more traditional way of, uh, of development we also de do these uh, innovative traje uh, trajectories so but for the conference uh, specifically we will be talking about enriched reality and we will, we will specifically be talking about the Google Tango and HoloLens and I'll show some demos that we have made mm -hmm. to um, to visualize what these technologies can mean for the user because it's okay to talk about them but it's better to actually experience them mm -hmm. uh, and to see what the added value can be so we will go uh, deeper into those technologies as for other speakers I must say I, I haven't uh, seen them all yet but I know there are some very interesting speakers coming there's uh, Olivier Van Duren from Dualarity uh, which will speak about uh, Transformation on the workplace. Uh, a lot of speakers, by the way, I've seen are speaking about transformation on the workplace, but it's a hot and trending topic. Um, I see there's also Jeff Stas, which is also always uh, amazing to see. He's a very gifted speaker. Joko uh, Dran also. I've seen there's also Lonneke Spinal from Umix, who also talks about user experience. Uh, I think those are interesting people to see. But I think the most interesting will be, of course, myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a joke, on, of course. <laughs> okay, mm. to hell with Belgian uh, yeah. modesty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gone with modesty. Mm. Um, okay, I think, uh, I think I want to uh, thank you for this conversation, Bart. And, uh, thank you, I hope it clarified some things. Mm. Yes, uh, maybe introduced uh, some people or, or just uh, motivated some people to get yeah. to work with this technology. Yeah, I would suggest uh, the business, people in the business to, to look into that technology and, and just dig into the possibilities it can uh, give, give to business. Yep. Uh, okay. And of course promote people to come and, and hear my conference. Yes. Hear me at the conference. Yeah. Uh, the tickets are available. I don't know the website from the top of my head, but they're... DigitalTransformationConference.pe All right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for, uh, for coming over. Thank you for listening to this episode of the EdTop podcast. Feel free to comment on the episode on our SoundCloud or visit facebook.com slash podcast. Those are three Ps. For more information, go to etappodcast.blogspot.com. Be sure to tune in next time and have a good day.